Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. With you, as always, host Taylor Wells, and this time the reanimated corpse of Chance Watson. <laughs> Coming at you with episode 72, struggling out of the gate, but we're going to, you know, like... Like Kucherov in the playoffs, we're going to power through. Very rarely am I not the one that's hung over. Mm, yeah. Proud, it's, you know, it's a uh, good day for me. The dirty scow did me dirty. Yeah, it'll do that to you. Yeah, between two games, no sleep, and uh, and some alcohol mixed in there, it was, uh, it's was. it been a long 24 hours. It's almost like you got slapped on live TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I just imagine that sort of thing. I feel like, like, I feel like I've been bitch slapped, like right <laughs> in the face. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, you guys, we're coming at you with breaking news. Um, the, the the slap heard round the world. Ooh. Coming from coming from the Oscars. Hashtag hashtag Team Rock. Hashtag Team Paper. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that's that's happening, and now it's Twitter has has obviously taken a life of its own. That meme that meme will uh, rule the internet for the next week or two. Oh yeah, so. it'll live in infamy for sure. Oh yeah, where it's right up there with uh, with Beyonce's weird awkward face from the Super Bowl. Hmm. Or not Beyonce? Who was that? I don't know. I don't. I barely watched the Super Bowl. Okay, it's that it's that weird like that weird face fucking one from forever ago mm. i can't remember who it was anyway um yeah so uh we're uh, it's we're injured but you know what in the playoffs you you power through it you know that's right you buckle down and uh you, you play through the pain and that's that's what i'm doing because uh, that's we are here for you yeah i mean you took you know Broke your ankle on a slap bomb from fucking what's his face that was tryharding at the tournament, <laughs> and uh, you're here. Good for you. All right, if you listen to this show and you play rec hockey and you try, <laughs> like you really try, like you like you're tryhard, like you like you are skating like it's game seven. Fuck yeah! And the other team. <laughs> The other team that you're against is just like it's like a learn to skate out there, and you're just walking them. Like I, I genuinely hope horrible things happen to you. He's, <laughs> uh, kids that just like just graduated from skating school, like they were just fucking, just pushing the net and shit, and you're do, you're fucking dangling uh, them. What a hero! Good for him. You know he's gonna sleep so good what, tonight, though. He is gonna do so well. Like I'm so glad that he. He walked all of those fucking pylons out there that were my teammates when I was off the ice. If Jimmy Hockey is out there listening right now, J- dude, good Jimmy, sixteen-year-old Jimmy Hockey, sleep well from Moscow. Yeah, uh, from Moscow, Idaho. Jimmy, Jimmy Hockey. I think that's definitely his name. He doesn't. He doesn't even need fucking Dimatap tonight. He's going to. But he's gonna sleep sound. <laughs> he's fucking. He's going for. His parents don't even have to pull out the. You know, they've got to knock him on the head to get him to go to bed tonight. He's he is on a high. No, well, okay, let's let's be honest. This kid only has one parent, like uh, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, All right. As somebody as somebody who had one parent, yeah, I get it. That's mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. All right. Good for uh, him. Way to way to turn the tables. You're such a good way, guy. 
Way to go, status quo. Like he was, oh, he was even a man. He was even a match in socks. And oh baby! Like oh, he was he was ready to go. Oh. You know? Did he? Even, I mean, he's not even old enough to drink beer. So he's just no. He was pounding high Gatorades. school hockey. Kid. Oh yeah, he's just yeah, he's, fucking oh, yeah. drinking Gatorades up on the bench, yelling at his that teammate. Sugar, that sugar cereal he's got, man. Oh, that fucking cocoa just, puffs just, just in his zooming on it. He oh he you know for that eight a.m. game he was probably up at fucking six. No, o'clock. you know what? His gear was nice enough. I take it back. He's not, it's not a single parent situation. Like this is this is like trust fund. Like he's after the game he goes back to his fucking you know mansion on the south side of town. Yeah, he's he's definitely playing at Shattuck's next year. Yeah, absolutely. Good for him. God, what a hero, Jimmy. Fucking good old Jimmy. He's. My, he's my hero, man. I, you know, scouts. The scout scouts might have been at that game, so you never know. Dude, I mean, they probably. I mean, I was I wasn't there, so you know, the main scout wasn't in town. But sure, sure. But I mean, uh, late March Puckapalooza tournament at a four on four, three on three tournament rink in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, definitely prime scouting ground. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, and, and, and especially like, I mean, you gotta walk, you gotta, those guys that, um, literally have to, that one. So we'll put it in perspective. Uh, our top center, our team captain, uh, fell, fell at one point during the game and had to crawl over to the boards to pull himself up. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just about spit that all over my microphone. <laughs> oh, and good old Jimmy Hockey just walked in when he was doing it. Like he was crawling on all fours, like a toddler, you know, trying to get to the other side of the room. And Jimmy Hockey just walks him. Jimmy Jimmy skates <laughs> between him and the boards. Yeah, shoves yeah, shoves like, it back towards center ice. He could have just like casually gone around him, but like he even like made the move. Like he made the couple quick crossovers. Like puts it, you know. <laughs> Grabs the puck, sticks it behind his back and between his legs. <laughs> hit, hits, he, hit, he holds X and protects puck around him. <laughs> oh, man. God damn, what a hero. I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I honestly haven't run into, the, like, tryhards, except for in Kansas City, Kansas, dude. I don't know what the deal was, but there was a, a massive amount of tryhards in Kansas City, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I I chirped this guy one time because he took a puck up up in the freaking chicklets, and I just said okay. I just said, oh, you lose a couple twofers there, bud, and he fucking comes charging <laughs> after me like he's gonna just like this guy's like five four, sure, just like he you know he's still living in the fucking BCHL days. He's just living life I'm like dude, right. You understand that this game's gonna be eleven to nine, and. <laughs> there's, like we're all just trying to go back to work tomorrow. Like, what are we doing right. here? <laughs> right. Ugh, Fuck. Love that shit. God. Love hockey. Those though. guys. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. It was good to get back on the ice. I hadn't, hadn't done that in a while. Got to skate with the with a good buddy of ours. So it was a good time. Surprised you even remembered how. Oh man, it was uh, it was rough for a hot second. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, you don't. You don't skate for a while. You get back on the ice, and you're like, "Holy shit! I forgot that this like engages every fucking muscle <laughs> in my body." Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, like, and th- maybe this is just a general, you know, statement and kudos to like all hockey players, especially professional ho- athletes. Like, 
I don't th- for those who have not played hockey or like don't skate, you don't understand like the whole the whole action of a stride and like move like it engages nearly every muscle in your body. Yeah. Like when, like it's not comparable to running. Running it only engages certain muscles in your legs. Um like a, a stride in a skate or a cut, like it's it engages everything from from you know your glutes down to your feet like everything is engaged and it's you know when you're younger when you're younger and i'm in <laughs> shape and you know you can when when i'm skating three times a week yeah it's you don't like i i, ne- I never appreciated it right now now when like i only skate maybe once you know it, it, say i'm in a beer league maybe once a week and i'm even not right now so it's even worse like it's bad like there's just no no way like in the how to be able to work all that stuff out of the gym like that's three to four different workouts to work all of those muscles yeah i mean you got to take a few zumba classes a week in order to get that kind of workout dude and that's just you know that's the cardio side of it it's it's not it's tough man it's tough i kudos kudos to those hockey players out there and you know, maybe maybe McDavid's Mc, McDavid McKinnon's got it right about the about the sugar cereal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he'd be pretty he'd be pretty unhappy with Johnny Hockey because Johnny Hockey was was definitely on, Jimmy Hockey. Fucking rather, Jimmy was definitely on was definitely on the sugar cereal. Dude, good old uh, good old Captain Sugar got in a scrap tonight too. You see that? Yeah, Captain Sugar's been doing that a lot lately, and uh, it's he's pissy. It's seeming like yeah, he's definitely yeah. I know that's an Edmonton thing, but he's definitely pissed. Is he going through a divorce or something? Like, what's his deal? I no, I think it just. I think that like before the game, like he sees what kind of snacks the away team has in the other room, <laughs> and like it's you know it's it's not orange slices, mm. you know it's not it's not chickpeas. It's uh, like they've got they've got granola bars that like have have like a, a sugar coating on top. Oh God, yeah, I feel for him. I mean, I could, I just imagine him walking into the you know, the catered, like lunch area. Where's the yeah. fucking quinoa salad? Oh God! I, honestly, I mean, if he wasn't so damn good, I wouldn't want to be on his team. I love my sweet. No, stuff. oh fuck no, fuck no! Like, there's no like I I respect what he does. He's a very good hockey player, like one of the best in the world. Like, I, it's I don't take away from that, but. No, like, like, fuck. Even being his friend is probably hard. <laughs> like, like, what do you? Hey, man, what do you want to do today? Well, I'm gonna get up at probably five a.m. Uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna work out, and then I'm gonna I've got ice time, and then I'm gonna mix that in with you know my like work kale. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> what do you guy has guy hasn't had like a beer in like fucking. Ever. I was gonna say, what do you think his backyard barbecues are like? He doesn't. He doesn't have those. They're, they're, ju- just, they're have. just uh they're just impromptu like Zumba workouts. My guess is like, you know, people start showing up and stuff, and he's the guy that stands up with the toast. He's got a little water bottle. All there is in the coolers is water. And uh <laughs> all of a sudden he's he's got the TV remote in his hand. He's like, Hey, just thanks for coming to guy night, guys. Uh we're gonna Crossfit. we're gonna do a little uh, a little Zumba class, and then we have some really really fun stuff for you. We're gonna watch some line rushes on TV. Uh, you know, last last couple games we've been struggling a little bit, so we're gonna watch some video footage. 
Cool. Thanks for having me over, bro. What's for it's like your, it's like your neighbor. Like it's like his neighbor who like doesn't even like didn't even know that he was like Connor McDavid. <laughs> didn't even know that he's like Nathan McKinnon. Just like it, it, you know, it, he's living in some rich Beverly Hills area, and it's fucking you know, Bill Murray's just like I don't even know who you are, man. But sure, Bill Murray leans over to his wife. Never again, Sonia. Never, 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 never again. again. We're coming here. Honestly, like let's lose their number. See. McKin- he's just fucking getting into it. Like he's oh, he fucking. You see right there, Kadri. Kadri should not have taken that guy's head Where off. The hell is Kadri at? <laughs> you see, see this part where Kadri like was two steps behind the play. Yeah, like, he could have fixed. Kadri's in the back room, just mowing down on some cocoa puffs. That's why. This is why we need Phil Kessel on this team. Oh, can you imagine? We that would be the ultimate like there's no because there's no way that Phil Kessel's gonna listen to no. him. There's no way like he's gonna be like, hey Phil, uh, on this team you don't fucking eat hot dogs, and Phil's gonna be like, yeah, uh, uh, my my truck is outside like right now. <laughs> Phil's gonna be the first NHLer that retires and hits the 300 club. He's gonna be so fat, dude. He he's is. just gonna balloon up. That man defies science. Oh, I love it. That is peak performance. I love it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and he's playing for fucking Arizona, so the bar's really low. Gives us all hope, though, you know? Like, I could definitely walk into Puckapalooza in Moscow, Idaho, and with all the scouts in the crowd, as yep. long as Phil Kessel's doing it, I can do it, you yep. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. it's like, okay, if Phil, Phil can do this, I can. Right. I mean, hashtag Phil can, I can. Phil can, I can. Hell yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, okay, um, <laughs> fuck, There's, we got a, we wrote down a lot of stuff to talk about today in this episode, um, I guess probably, uh, since, since we do like to, to stick onto the Kraken a little bit, let's start with them, um, they just lost a game to the Kings, mm-hmm. which is not surprising. Kings are tough to watch, though, I watched, who, who was I watching them play? I just did I not like nice their game. I had a nice parlay yesterday, and the Kings the Kings were part of it. So. Oh, with that, uh, the Chicago game, huh? No, my parlay was uh, Kings, Flames, Panthers. All wins, huh? Money line? All wins, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, uh, good old Kraken, man. Honestly, I mean, they came out hot. They, they won, I think they won two games after the deadline. I think they just, I'd have to, we'd have to go back and see. But, um. Yeah, I mean, double check on that. Honestly, you know, like, sometimes it's just the way it works. You know, you get some of those guys out of there and everyone kind of rallies around, you, but. This happens a lot toward the end of the season. You'll start noticing that shitty teams, like, they get bursts of energy because you've got young guys that are trying to make the roster mm-hmm. and, you know, show that maybe, you know, or, uh, you know, they're trying to get, you know, the, the rookie nine game thing in before they're actually considered, so. You start moving, you know, in the in the last like nine games of the season, you start seeing like definite AHL guys and and your rookies that, you know, you didn't want to roll out for the rest of the season to get them some NHL, you know, get their feet wet. Right. Yeah, I think I feel like that's kind of what the Kraken have done without without bringing any younger guys up. I mean, they kind of they kind of were forced to for like uh, Flurry and Borgen, but other than that, I mean, it's pretty much the same forward group. I mean. You essentially who's Cole? Who's Cole Lind? I think actually expansion draft, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, he's, he's a nobody, honestly. Okay. He's a nobody. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. I mean, like, uh, I don't know who Carson Coleman is. 
Yeah. I don't I don't um, think Carson even knows who he is. He's he's got a dilemma. No. Yeah. Sprung's on that third line. I mean this is this like I don't even I, I don't even want to break this down. Like our first line is Jared McCann, Alex Weinberg, and Jordan Evelet. Like Yeah. That that, that is that is that is not a that's a third line somewhere. That hurts your soul. Oh yeah, I mean you look like yeah, you look around the league and you look at the playoff teams, that's a third line. That's a third it's crazy. line. Like that is that is bad. Uh, that second line, Ryan Donato, Yanni Gord, Kulmit. Cool like the only reason that that's not a fourth line is because of Yanni. Right. So that's that's a bad third line. Um, Sprong, Geeky, and Lind. That's a fourth line. Rask, Shahan, and Donskoy. That's is that ECHL? Like ECHL fourth. Yeah. It's ECHL. Yeah. That's 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 <laughs> ECHL level. Like, and then looking at these defensive pairings, who's our top defenseman now? Elysiac? I mean, it depends who you talk to, probably. Right. I I mean, Vince Dunn technically, but it's, I mean, Carson Soucy, Jamie Elysiac, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson, Derek Pallott, and William Borgen. Like, this is a bad team. Dude, Fleury, or, oh, Hayden Fleury's hurt. I was going to say, Fleury still can't get in the lineup with, uh, with, (laughs) With Giordano sure. and Lasan I mean, we're, we're, I mean, they are. Suck. We are dealing. We are dealing with a few injury. You know, ten. Ten. It would bring a little energy into this, right? Um, Don Scoy would. You know, we could. We could. You know, Jaden Schwartz comes back, and you've got maybe a second line again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, this is still. This is still really well. Bad. And so, uh, on the last podcast, you and I talked about like what Sprong could potentially bring, and he's he buried two in three games. I mean, you know, like he he really like. He's at least got a little bit of that goal scoring prowess, which they just haven't had. Uh, it's actually I'm surprised not to see him on the top power play just because of the lack of goal scoring and, and really offensive talent in general in the in the lineup right now. So, um, yeah, interesting to get him. I I would actually this this is this is screams for me. Like Hackstall just is like a lot of probably the old school coaches. Like he wants to see a little more of defensive zone stuff, and Sprong's just. Sprong's that guy that just kind of floats out by the blue line, and then you know a Kraken player gets the puck, and he's just flying out of the zone. He's just mm-hmm. cherry picking for days, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So like, but but I mean, but that's. I mean, at this point, who gives a who fuck? cares, right? Like, Seattle's not making the playoffs. Right. So let him go score. Who gives a shit? Yeah, at this point, you know, let let him get some goals, and maybe he'll get some confidence in himself. And it'll give the people that are paying money to go watch them, you know, lose uh, a reason to go. Yeah, gosh. I need to check on ticket prices. I'm hoping they go down. I, I wouldn't mind uh, locking up some season tickets next year. They got to be, what, 20 bucks down? Yeah, I think Arizona's going to be more. You would think so. I would. I actually, it, It's funny you brought that up. I actually would really love to go see one of those Coyotes games at ASU. I have a, I have a buddy. I, so I got on the wait list for it. Um I don't. I I haven't seen anything. I'm sure I have to have like some sort of Arizona address, which could be tricky. But uh, yeah, I got a buddy who is like. We should talk. We should talk about that later. I'd be down. I'd be down to make that trip. That would be cool. Like just to see them play in that arena would be. Oh cool. yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it'll be electric still. You know, you cut the fans in half. You're gonna hear everything. Oh, you know. Well, you know, half that building is fucking ASU students. Yeah, that's true. Might as well do five dollar beer night, dude. Why not? Dude, I I think they should. I think they should lean into that. Yeah. So, so kind of just back to the crack. And honestly, like I, I know there's talk about it. I would love to see Maddie Beneers get a get a little tryout this year. 
Um, I think they're still in the tournament, though. I would have to double-check on that, but... Um, I think they are too. Yeah, it'd be it'd yeah. be cool to see him kind of get in there and get his feet wet a little bit. You know, see what he's see what he's made of. I mean, he hasn't had a crazy good season this year. I mean, his second season in the NCAA. Like he hasn't had a crazy good season, but he's. I mean, he's just God. He's got more freaking offensive talent than just about everybody but Jared McCann on this roster, in my opinion. Right? So, Agreed. Yeah, I'd love to see him a little bit, just kind of see what he's like, and and that's how you sell the tickets, right? You bring in some of those right, guys right. that, uh, you know potential for the next 10 years could be you know could be a nice cracking for the next 10 years so yeah yeah i don't i don't see that but uh yeah i mean but it's funny because i think i think vince dunn has actually stepped up a little bit i know he had kind of a shit game last game but uh i mean he he was on like a five or six game point streak so i mean you know that's that's it's nice to see him you know kind of stepping into a little bit more of an expanded role because i think he is he is. I mean, he's a, he's a good defenseman. He's he's never going to be a one or two, I don't think. But I think it's nice to kind of see him. We're, we're really seeing what he is like on a on a good team. He's probably a three four, you know. Mm. So I, it, like even at his best, I think he's a three four. But you know, it's nice to kind of see him with that stuff. It's 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 really cool actually to see Carson Susie on the back end getting a little more getting a little more time on that. Um, yeah, I mean they have him on the top pairing, so. Yeah, I like I like uh, Carson I, Susie, but okay. He's, I mean, he's he should never be on a first D pairing. <laughs> but no, yeah, and, and that's I mean, it's talking. I mean, talking cracking. I think I mean, we're in the wake of the trade deadline. This team is going to be on autopilot for a little while. I think. I mean, you got to do what any team who's already not going to make the playoffs does. Like you, you bring up young guys, you give them a shot, you get their feet wet with you know experience. Um, you leave your fans on a high note because, you know, usually around this time of year, if you're, if you're a team that, you know, like you're, if you're, you're an East coast team right now, that's already in the playoffs, but well, actually I'll take that back. Playoffs are set in the East. Mm -hmm. If you're an East coast team traveling to Seattle or vice versa, like there's no reason to play. Like it's, it's a fucking, just a reason to get some experience for people. If you're, and yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're Tampa or Florida or Canes or anyone in the East, like, are, are you even think like, are you considering resting players against some of these shit teams? I would, I yeah. would, I wouldn't want them. Get, I wouldn't want them getting hurt in fucking a game against Seattle. Right. I mean, it, cause it all, I it mean, you a, know, all it takes is just biffing one in the corner and fall, yep. you know, yeah. eat shit out of nowhere. And, who knows what, yeah. what happens, all it takes so. is one guy not to wear his elbow pads and uh well yeah i mean that's a rookie fucking... mistake from you though <laughs> yeah fuck it hurts so bad dude never uh... never again will i not wear elbow pads i'll literally like no i mean yeah there's really only three pieces of equipment that i'll wear it's gonna protect the boys of course shin guards and elbow pads man everything else like i'll go out there in my fucking shoes Start running around on the ice playing right some now. broom they, ball. They had a nice pair. They had a nice pair of uh, adult elbow pads that were at the silent auction. I'm gonna see if I won. <laughs> God damn, my elbow hurts so bad. I need these. <laughs> Dude. Well, mine are like super old, and they like squeeze blood flow. Blood flow nice. because like they're they're so small. Um, these ones are they're definitely not as padded. They're definitely like old man ones where like it's just. There's no hard shell of them. They're just like foam, dude. That's but that's why you got bricks for hands. Yeah, that's well. There's a lot of reasons for that, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. So that's just a contributing factor. Why do you think I had to develop hands? I had no shot. 
That's why I always pass the it's puck, not, dude. I couldn't shoot to save my fucking life. No, no, it was never gonna go in the net with uh, me. Um, yeah. So okay, let's. I mean, we could sit here and talk about how terrible the Kraken are. We could move on to a team that's uh, doing a little better. Um, one of the things we should follow up on, uh, as 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 we recorded our last episode, it hadn't gone out. Uh, the the Dodnov stuff finally yeah. settled. Um, Dodnov is staying with Vegas, and he actually scored an o- the OT winner uh, against Chicago, which I actually watched a bit of from Mingles. Hey, uh, I thought that game. I thought that was they were down three rip. Yeah, yeah, it's a good comeback. And Vegas came back and Vegas came back and won that five four in OT with Dodnov picking up the OT winner. Um, I mean. You know, if if I'm Dodnov, like I I know a lot of like people, especially in our industry, are gonna spin it and be like, oh, you know, why would he want to beat play for a team that just doesn't want him there? Obviously, like it's, I think people need to take that in context. It's not like the locker room is like, yeah, fuck mm-hmm. you, you know, like we don't talk to you in the locker room anymore, kind of shit. Uh, like it it's not that. Like yes, maybe you could make an argument that management doesn't want him there, and you could also make an argument that. It's because of money, not necessarily because if they could keep Evgeny Dodonov for half his salary, I'm sure he would stay on the team. Sure. But he's he's coming in at what five point two something like yeah. that. Yeah, I I think I think that you bring up a good point because there's such a separation from what's going on upstairs to even even the coach, the players. You know, that's a whole other world. I like I'd be surprised yep. if anyone on Vegas like sees the GM on any sort of regularity. Like there's just no way, you know? So like, no, it's just, there, it never separated. is. Unless you're, unless you're Jonathan Taze who bitches about shit. Well, that's just what he does. I wish he would have, I wish, I wish the GM would have consulted me about this. It's like, <laughs> he doesn't fucking have to tell you. Dick. Yeah. You literally work for him, dude. Right. Like he is literally your boss. Right. Like if he doesn't like you, you're gone tomorrow. Right. He could fuck it. Fucking, I actually. You know what? You learn something every day in 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 the hockey world. I just learned that the trade deadline is not like a hard thing. You can still trade people after the trade deadline. They just can't play the rest of the year. Right. Did not know that. So, um, yeah. Fuck. I mean, it, but see, that, that's why I could never be an NHL GM. I'd be that petty. Like if J- if Jonathan Taze came out, and he's like, I wish, you wish, you wish he would have consulted me. Like, consult this bitch, and then you're. He's now on Arizona's roster and can't play till fucking next October. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> I have fun with Phil, bitch. Isn't that something? Something like that happened. Like there was a, a like a minor league trade. I want to yeah. say it was like Adam. Like I don't know if it was Adam Fox, but I feel like a couple of years ago there was something like that after the debt. Like during the postseason, I think is what it was, and it was like between. I think it was Carolina. Like Carolina and somebody, but anyways, like yeah. So I mean, yeah, like you're saying, you they just they just can't play the rest of the year. Which there was a little bit of, uh, especially on Twitter, there was like a little bit of confusion about if they could play in the regular season, just not if like just not the postseason. But right. some someone basically came out and it's like in the NHL bylaws that it's it's the rest of the year. Like you're just right. they're just done. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. That's and that sucks. Like I. I Totally get that, um, honestly. But like, it it does open up something. Like I understand why that is there is because so like there's not a total freeze on you know like t- you know half the league isn't going to make the playoffs right. so like 
there's no motivation for why would there be a whole a full trade freeze on those teams who are, are essentially now in the offseason. Right. So like I get it. I do understand and you know what? Maybe if you're, you know, say you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're or Vegas. Actually, Vegas is a really good example. Say Vegas is in the first round, gets eliminated. Or, you know, Dodonov gets hurt. He goes to IR. Okay? Trade his ass. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's game four in the first round, but Dodonov's hurt, he's not playing the rest of the... He's not playing. Get him. Fucking gone. Bye. Yeah. So, I, I, I understand why they leave it open like that. Um, speaking of, actually, this is a... So, Dodonov... Yeah, you th- well, let's let's wrap up that. Um, so, in recap, it definitely comes down to shocker, uh, Ottawa. Mm. Um, Ottawa did not let Vegas know that Dodonov had a no trade team. It's hilarious. <laughs> God, How uh, it, it sounds like the only, it sounds yeah right. It sounds like the only people that are like completely innocent in all this are the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, if the Ducks, you know, the Ducks obviously didn't want to be like a part of any of this. Um, this is not what they signed up for. Uh, they they were hoping to, uh, you know, pick up Dodonov, who's on an expensive contract but a usable piece for their rebuild right now in exchange for getting off the bloated corpse of uh, Ryan Kessler. Right. Well, it's yeah, because for the Ducks, Dodonov is a potential goal-scoring winger for next or either the rest of this season or the next season. You know, and then they were they were going to pick up a second round pick, and who knows if he had a decent year last or next year, he's he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of next year. So then he's a trade deadline piece for next year, where they can potentially get. You know, I don't know if they would have got a first round pick for him, right? But you know, just depending on how much salary and stuff they retained, then you know he could potentially fetch a first round pick, which is exactly what they were planning. But yeah. yeah, just Ottawa dropping the ball is hilarious. And then, you know, Vegas, honestly, like, Vegas needed to do their research, too. So I don't think they're – I think they definitely play a big part. But, um, yeah, it's – it. you know, it is what it is. I just I'll, – I'll be curious, really, really curious to see what Vegas can do, for one. But, you know, two, to see what they do in order to get some of these – I mean, like, Martinez is back now, but Leonard and Stone and I think he even said Pacioretty still on uh, – Still on that injured list, so I, they're, they're going to have to have to do some acrobatics there. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I mean, it's going to depend on if they make the fucking playoffs. That's true. Um, like it's that is uh, other than Calgary and Colorado and Minnesota to a degree, um, every, everything's wide open. Yeah, like I no one's safe. Right. I completely anyway. You know, Vegas is one point ahead of Dallas. Yeah, we, I mean, we could go into that in a while, but. Um, yeah, in, in closing, like I don't, people, people in our industry, you know, the hockey journalism world, they're going to spin this to a story to where like, you know, Dadov's got to overcome the mental fuckery of, uh, playing for a team that doesn't want him Mm. and he's going to have to find the positives of it. And that's, that's such horseshit. Like, I I just don't like, first off, it's not personal. It's not like they're getting rid of, it's not like you're uh, that one guy that was on Vancouver that they got rid of solely because he's a dick. Um, what's who was that? Uh, Travis Hamanick. Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of Hamanick just because, just because he's a dick. Um, that's not this case. Um, if, if, like I said before, if Dodnov was, you know, 2 million cheaper, um, they would probably bite the bullet and say, okay, that's fine. 
Um, but but he's not. He's expensive. So um, it's it's just a cap situation that they to to the credit of them, it's a it's a creation of their own design. They fucked themselves. Like it's nobody did this to them. So you know they're they're climbing out a hole that they dug. Um, but yeah, to Dodd, not like it, I don't think that he thinks that. And like none of nobody in that locker rooms like now just like doesn't talk. <laughs> Like his little cubby is just like away from everybody else's on the side of the room. It's just a single cubby, whereas everybody else's has like are, are linked next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's that's the situation. It's just so, creating a um, burning fire in Dadnov's belly. Yeah, I don't. It's they're gonna they're gonna write it, and I just I don't buy that. Like maybe maybe he's gonna show that he's got something to prove, and he's gonna you know just just for his own you know fire. Maybe he'll like skate a little harder and shoot a little better just to prove to them that like you know like this was you know even though you tried to get rid of me, like I'm gonna show you that you're wrong kind of thing. So they're they're that I'm worth the five million that you're paying me for. Um, maybe we'll see, um, but. I don't know. I, that'll be that'll be interesting to look at. Um, uh, Flurry in Minnesota. What do you think so far? I think has he even has he even played a game? Yeah, he played yesterday. Uh, three three two win for him, I believe. I think it was against like Columbus or something like that. Yeah, Columbus. So they ended up winning an OT three two. Uh, he looked he looked pretty good. I just at the same time I think Talbot has kind of, you know it lit a fire under Talbot a little bit so Talbot Talbot kind of looked good going into the trade deadline and I think he kind of was like oh fuck like I gotta I gotta figure this shit out because he hasn't been playing very good this year honestly um, uh-huh. but I mean it, it pretty much gives him a one A and a one B it's just you know now figuring out who that one A is versus that one B I mean they're, he's they're essentially in a flurry in vegas situation now right where they have kind of yeah it's just another timeshare where you don't know who the fucking starter is i i would say you know i I think flurry's a little more proven on that front but uh you're as you mentioned before they have similar numbers um i like i I, to reiterate that i think that maybe flurry you give flurry benefit of the doubt number one because he has the pedigree um but number two um they had similar numbers, but they're playing for two very different right. teams. Um, like, imagine what Flurry can do on a team that actually has defense. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that you, you know, you try to do that and get them going. But then again, um, fuck the Talbot just posted a fucking great win. Didn't they beat the Avalanche recently? They just beat him. Somehow, yeah, they beat him tonight in OT three two. What if that's and that and Talbot was in? Like he took a lot of shots. Yeah. No, they. I mean. That was actually a good game. I watched a, a few pieces of it. Um, yeah, forty-two shot, forty-two to twenty-nine. The Avs outshot him, and it was a three-two win for the for the Wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good game from Talbot, and and that's the thing is he really has played much better lately. I think his last seven games, he's only let in. I mean, I don't think he's let in more than three goals in his last seven or something like that. So, shit. I mean, if you're just rotating them out, there's nothing wrong with that. Keep either. them both. Keep them both healthy and and fresh you know but you might as well rotate him out ra- ro- ro- I, that's what i do i'd probably rotate him out the rest of the year and then once the playoff hits then make your determination on who you're going to start based on how the timeshare worked and uh just just go from there yeah it just yeah I, honestly like it sucks honest it sucks for fantasy stuff so yes, like i i have flurry actually at both my leagues and it's it's not great 
You know, like I, it just it, it's going to be one of those things I have to watch on a regular basis now because you know he's he's not on a team like yes he's on Chicago he's letting in three four goals a game but Chicago was scoring goals right so like there was a chance for right. some winning. Um, now it's like you know yeah when he's in I'm going to play him obviously but I just don't know when that's going to be like it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of how that rotation shakes out because yeah I mean that's I'm sure a lot of people have you know a goalie it's a you know he was a starting goalie over there in chicago so i'm sure he's on a lot of fantasy teams which makes it a little tricky mm-hmm. but i think just in general from like the wilds perspective we talked about it a little bit on the last one but it's i mean it's a good move for them it just sh- you know shored up their goalie situation it put a little honestly it put a little more pressure on talbot i think which is is good for them you know that's a good goalie battle there so it's not you know he's not getting super comfortable as how oh, I'm, you know, Kakinen sucks. So I'm just a de facto number one, you know, whoop de doo I'm, I'm the man, you know, so he's, he's kind of got to show out a little bit more, but uh, yeah, interesting, interesting situation, especially seeing, you know, kind of what uh, another team, what we talked about is the Oilers, what they, what they didn't do, you know, and, and now they're back into this, you know, Mike Smith is back and Koskinen and Smith are kind of wishy-washy right now. So, um, yeah, it's just it'll it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. But I think it was a overall a very good move for the Wild. I still think it's a good, great pickup for them. So, uh, I I couldn't agree more. I I think that I mean it's it's definitely going to help them. I don't know if it's necessarily what they needed, True. but uh, adding Mark Andre Fleury to a playoff team is never going to hurt you, right? Unless he's like sixty. Right, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> even then he might be better than uh, you know jones yeah probably (laughs) uh speaking of shit shows uh my red wings got blown out today i haven't seen 11 goals scored from one team in a long time dude it's it was fucking it was and it and it just gets more embarrassing like the more you dive into it like nadelkovic started and then they brought in calvin picker and then calvin picker got hurt so they had to break for the second time Novelkovic after getting pulled, Novelkovic had to go back into the game. That's gross. Right, like that happened in the other blowout game. Oh, uh, who was that against? I can't remember, but they like Ned got pulled three goals in after you know the first period. Grice goes in, lets in four, and then the third period, Ned's back. And you're like, yikes! Like <laughs> we're rut- like at this point, dress the e bug. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Um. Yeah, it's uh, – I think that just – and that's going to move us into kind of like – I think we should talk about hot seats right now, um, about coaches. Right. Uh, and, and since we're talking about the Red Wings, um, I I honestly don't understand how Jeff Blaschel still has a job right now. Um, I know that Iserman is a cold and calculated individual and doesn't make – rarely makes rash decisions uh, or spontaneous spur-of-the-moment stuff, emotional stuff. But I, I just don't – I think we're past the point now where the, the excuse of, okay, well, he's on a bad team and no coach could do something with this, and we're we're waiting, we're, we're saving Jeff Blashill for when he's actually got a roster, and then we're going to really see the magic. I, I, th- I think we're past that point. Like, like we, we're, we weren't giving up these types of, like, the Red Wings have been bad the last three weeks. Right. And they're giving up. Like, I mean, this is a fucking blowout, and this is, like, the third one that they've had in the last three weeks, like, where they've gotten over five goals scored against yeah, them. Yeah, that's not great. Um, 
it's bad. And I, I just don't, I think we're at the point, I, you know, I, I, I think maybe it'll boil down. Let me boil it down to this. Like you can sit here and argue about like at the raw, it's the roster and what can he do with it? I think he's lost the room. Mm. And when that happens, I, I think it's done. Like you can't, you can't salvage that. They, they are not, they don't want to play for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not a good position to be in. Um, so I just I wanted to jump back a little bit what you're talking about. So Eisenman being calculated on this. I mean, is, yeah. would his thought process be, you know, don't fire him to fire him? Yeah. Like, yeah to, is this a loss that he deserves to be fired? Yes, Eisenman probably acknowledges that, but Eisenman's not going to fire him and then just make the assistant coach, you know, the head until he finds somebody else, or you know, send Nick Lindstrom down. To, to hold the bench until he finds somebody else. Like, Iserman is going to... He's not going to fire him unless he has somebody completely lined up. Like, tomorrow, like, you see, you know, Bl- Blashell has been removed of his duties, and now we're bringing in Claude Julian or something like right. that. Like, I'm not... And, in fact, I hate that idea, so let's not do that. Um, but, that being said... Uh, we'll see. Like uh, it's, he's just not. He's not gonna do it just to do it. Like he's gonna do it to bring those guys. But I, th- it's just Blashill's not enabling these young guys. Yeah. Like, and that's that's the problem. Like that you need somebody that's gonna tutor these young guys, and they just doesn't seem like it's it's working. Like the rest of this squad, it's it's bad, and the lines are just fuck. Why is Adam Ernie on the second fucking line? <laughs> uh. Adam Ernie needs to be fucking uh, fired into the sun. I know he's probably he probably hates like like so it was DDK. Everybody was on DDK, but now the DDK is gone. Who's next? In, who's now on the shit list of everybody? Oh, yeah. oh it's got it's Adam Ernie now. It's just, he's the fall guy, huh? Well, it's on a team. We, we talked about this before. Like the Red Wing. Like there's bad teams. Bad teams are where like when a player comes on the ice, the team gets worse. Mediocre teams are like a player comes on the ice and the needle doesn't move one way or the other. Like they, you know, it's a yellow puck shift where the the puck stays on the boards most of the time. They clear it out and they get off the ice. Like no goals for, but no goals against kind of thing. The Red Wings don't have that. The Red Wings have like one line where they might score or get scored on. They've got another line where they might score and get scored on. And then they've got two lines where they're going to get scored mm-hmm. on. Like those guys aren't those the third and fourth line are incapable of. Not, like you're gonna get at least one to two goals against on those lines. Right. Yeah, and I mean, but it, to be devil's advocate here, I mean, there's only so much yep. a coach can do. But I think, sure. I think your point is with as much like even though it's young talent, with as much young talent as there on the is on that team. You you expect to get a little more out of it, right? I mean, you just you want right. to see a little bit of of something. You can't just get or do dusted. your best. Do your best to enable them, like create an environment where like where Moritz Sider is not fucking feeling like he has the weight of the fucking world on He's his on shoulders. An island, like f- yeah, like stop stop fucking putting Jordan Osterley with him. <laughs> like put him on a line with fucking I. Wall Street, whoever, like it just it, Wallman, like give him somebody competent, and like I'm sorry, but I I think they should shelter the rookie, not shelter, but like fuck the rest of the team. Like I don't give a fuck. 
if goddamn Adam Ernie skates three minutes a night. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just play the But, like, Blashill's got, like... Yeah, but Blashill's got, like, this idea of, like, everybody plays on my... Everybody plays on the Red Wings. Mm. So you don't think that's... Fucking, you don't think that's Iserman, like, hey, we want to see what we have for next year. Let's see what Adam Ernie I, can I th- do. I The only thing that makes sense to me is... Iserman's not... Iserman doesn't make any rash decisions, A, and B... He might just let Blashill's contract run out. Mm. Is it this year? Uh, I don't know. I think he signed a two-year last time, and so he might be on his last year this coming year. I'm not sure. But, like, it, it's all a part of Iserman's timeline. You know, like, there's there's probably a giant whiteboard where Iserman, you know, from day one to, you know, he probably – Iserman probably anticipates winning the cup in, like, you know, 2026 or something like that. And on that board, he's got it when he wants to get rid of Blashill. And at the moment, like, I, I understand the counter-argument of, like, well, if you're going to get rid of Blashill, who do you bring in? Right. Somebody that's actually going to take it seriously? Well, this roster's not serious yet. I, I understand that, but Blashill's already fucking, like, he's not, he's not, he's ruining this team. Yeah. And see, I'm, I'm, on, the, uh, I'm on the other side of that. I would much rather bring in an established coach. Yeah. Because, I mean, even even if next year you're kind of a middling first-round pick because, you, you know, you kind of – you showed something, right? Like, you, you're showing to not only free agents, but you're showing to your players, like, hey, this is what we're doing. I'm signed on for fucking four more years. Like, mm-hmm. figure it out, and we're going to – you know, it, it's, only, it's only uphill – you know, it's only going to get better from here. So, I, I sure. you know, I like that idea, like the gallant you know the, the the gallant hiring i think that's that's much i think that's the route that i would go the, but the 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 tinfoil hat conspiracy here is that he's not fired because Blashill's doing exactly what Iserman's telling him to do which is tank mm. like like it's pro- like again tinfoil hat theory but like the like the red wings creeped they were in a playoff spot early in the year and at the halfway point they were a bubble team like a like we were sitting here going like, "Will the Red Wings make the playoffs right. this year?" Like it was a legit thing, and I think that that's like again tinfoil hat theory, but like that might not be in Iserman's cards right now. Like he's like, "I I I need I need a better pick than mm-hmm. that." Um, we're not going to win in the playoffs. Like getting them into the playoffs will not be beneficial to this team. They will not get past the first round. Um, I need I so he probably I mean that's the only thing that I can think of is like Blashill's now. Tanking does not mean lose every game eleven to two. I hope, not. and that's where I think that's where the argument comes in. Of like, even if even if Iserman's telling him to like, you know, shake up the lines to where it's not necessarily the best lineups you have, so we don't play to the best we can. Um, I don't care what. I mean, you're still professional hockey players. You shouldn't be losing a fucking hockey game eleven to right. two, unless exactly like, like I, you just said, Blashfield doesn't even have the room. So like, even he can put whatever lineup he wants out there. But Correct. if these guys are like fuck off, then I mean, you know, yep. it doesn't matter because they're going to lose eleven two. You know, yep. Um, yep. It's it's really interesting to kind of just see the parallels between the Wings and the Ducks right now. Just yep. because I mean, you know, and, and ironically, Verbeek coming you know, from Iserman's team, you know, from his. Uh, you know who I want, who? and I know that th- this will be controversial, but I I want. Joel Quinville. Yeah, that's that's a name that's floating around for the Ducks head coach job too. I would I definitely want Quinville to be 
Fuck, or I would take Gallant if he was not with the Rangers, right. but fuck. Um, yeah, Q is, you know Q is going to get another job. Like, oh, yeah. that was, because because of because of the pressure he was taking, there was really no way the Florida Panthers could get around it. Um, but that being said, like, you know Q is going to get another it's, it's It's on the, on the scale of PC outrage, it's up there, um, but it's not, like, it's not Bill Peters level. Right. Like Bill, Bill Peters will never get a professional coaching job. I mean, there, yeah, there's, I mean, there's legitimate like stories yeah. and and word from players and everybody that he was right. literally just right. being a racist. So like, <laughs> you've you've you, so there's so there's that tier, and then you've got the tier below that where Q did something that, in we talked about this in the heat of the moment though. Like, honestly, I, and this this sounds bad. Like you pay Joe Quinville to make those tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he acknowledged that it was a bad situation. I think he probably knew about it, but, like, they pay him to win Stanley Cups. And if you're sitting here going, like, any distraction is going to fuck up the, you know, the chemistry of my team, uh, he made an executive decision, and now he's now he's paying the price right. for it. Like, that's, that's, just how the, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, he wasn't involved in it in any way or anything like that, so... Yeah, um, you know, he he takes his he takes his pee pee slap, you know, goes and goes and goes fishing for a little bit, and then he'll come back onto a team. Then you've got the next tier of dicks, <laughs> where they're not, where they're not necessarily, they didn't necessarily do anything bad, but they're just dicks. It's just not the right coach for today's NHL. Right, you've got you've got Mike Babcock, you've got J- Tortorella who's still sitting out right. there, um, Julian to a degree. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a dick, but um, he's he's an old school coach too. Right. You know, I if, in fact I wouldn't uh, I would keep Julian away. So it's so besides Detroit, thing. who I mean, it's just, so Detroit and Anaheim, we already just kind of we'll breeze over Anaheim. Um, sure, Eakins, Eakins for sure isn't coming back. He's he's no. been bad. All three years, he just—he's not an NHL coach. Uh, so sure. besides those two, who who else do you think is on the hot seat? Let's just do. Like, we can just fire off like couple, yeah, a couple more, couple yeah. of rapid ones. Um, I would like to think that Hacksaw is. I think is. so too. Yeah, I would say that there he's his seat's a little warm because um, the the utilization. I think Francis, while while all of us look at that roster and go, yeah, that he did a really bad job. I think Francis was really galaxy bringing it and thinking that if he had somebody that utilized all of their talent, this could have been like a Vegas situation where you don't have any stars, but you've got a solid lineup from first to fourth yeah. line. And I think that he, there might be some blame on the, I think the Hackstall just didn't utilize this team properly. Yeah. And I think, I mean, he's not getting the most out of his players. I mean, a perfect example is Philip Grubauer who, yes, the right. team isn't great in front of him, but something's up there, right? So, like, there, I think, you know, I think Hextall... He's a, it, this is his worst seat. This is his worst season in the NHL. Right, so there's something to be said about that, and I think I think maybe, like, a lack of coaching experience. Uh, you know, like, yep. the players are looking at him and being like, dude, like, what, what have you done? Like, you know, this shit is... A, what you're saying is just, you're just spitting this out of your asshole. Like... You know, I, I, right. maybe there's something like that there, but I, I totally agree. I think I think if if Francis and Seattle aren't looking at other coaching options right now, even in one year into Hackstall's 
tenure, there's there's no excuse not to be. So, yeah, I think his seat is definitely warm. Um, another agree. another one for me is um, San Jose. I I think. Uh, I, yeah, think? I know. Like, I know Bob. What's it, Bob Bugner or something like that? Yeah, I know he like that team isn't that team's not overly stacked to where like yeah they should be pushing for a cup right, but he, they just haven't done shit. And mm-hmm. you know he's got two you know older guys, but two of the better defensemen in the league. You know what used to mm-hmm. be, um, and, a, and a decent little forward crop of you know some some older guys some guys kind of in their prime which you would expect a little more out of them um Mm -hmm. but man i mean this is uh, he took over midway through in 2019 we're uh, done with 2022 right like some like i would have expected to see something not completely worthlessness right i mean and that's and that's you know I, that's all I can say with the Sharks. I just don't think it's a good team, and and so I think I think Bugner needs to have his hot seat. I think you know. Okay. I, I, I think they're about to go into a rebuild. I would say the expectations are a little lower for San Jose, yeah. so I don't necessarily know. Like they they are they are embracing a rebuild, so it's you know coaches in rebuilds get a. L- I don't. I I would have expected I would they needed to so. do more at the deadline. I think if they're in a rebuild. Unless their contract situation is just shit, they need. They need. I mean, they need to right. be right. Like, oh, for sure, like, they that need team to be. is that team is done. Like it's they're they're this sell. I mean, fuck. Does Eric Carlson even play for them? Yeah, anymore? actually, I watched. Oh, uh, they were playing the Ducks. Actually, they they beat up on. The I Ducks haven't heard his name. I haven't heard his name in a very long time. Yeah, he's he's a nobody now. A lot of injuries, and you can't. And you can't move that. You can't move him. You can't move you that can't contract. Move, I think actually, I think Burns is. Is or was an unrestricted free agent? Burns is the Burns is probably the only one that's worth keeping. Yeah, but but that's the thing is like he's he can be your Giordano, you know what I mean? Like he can he can he can stay there and do that. But like Carlson, like you can't you can't trade him. His his contract's fucking ridiculous, and the guy's got an injury history, and he's at his lowest value. Well, and I mean Burns is at eight million. He's at he's at eight yeah. a year, but yeah, it's it's really. But you want to keep Burns? I would keep Burns. Like you could still like Burns can be a piece to a younger team, whereas like Eric Carlson is just like he's a fucking washed up. Like you're just gonna have to eat that contract. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Let me let me throw two because we're closing in on the hour mark here. Let me let me throw two interesting names at you. A couple curveballs. I want to I want to hear your thoughts okay. on. Um, because even a year ago, I I didn't think that I would be able to say this name, but. Uh, Barry Trotz. Yeah, I knew that's what you were gonna. I knew that's what you were bringing up. <laughs> um, I, you know what? With the Wings and the Ducks looking for coaches, by all means, fire fucking Barry Trotz. Right. Please do it. Right. Please fire Barry Trotz. I'll take him in a fucking heartbeat. Yep. Um, no, I think I think Islanders ran into a few injury issues this year, um, but they played a lot better hockey lately. So, yeah, that that's definitely an interesting one. I personally, I would, I wouldn't fire Trotz. I don't. I think, I think he, you know. No, I would not either. It's yeah. that's not that is that that team is good because he utilizes that. Like any other coaches on that team, the Islanders are need to go into a have, rebuild because they are. They've bad. been in a rebuild. If they don't have Barry Trotz, they've been in a rebuild for the since Tavares left. Yeah, this is not a good. This is look at. The Islanders roster. This is not a good no. team. Like you take Barry Trotz off of this, 
and they're they, then they become bottom of the league. Yeah, I mean, my my only argument for Barry Trotz having a bit of a hot seat is I'd love to see him play uh, guys like Wallstrom a little more, and we've talked, we've actually discussed this too. Yes, hundred uh, percent. So I think that's probably my only knock against him, but. No, I mean, no, you just you don't get rid of a coach like Barry Trotz with the team that is he's literally coaching. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been preaching it since the Tavares shit like they're playing so far above what that team on paper should be playing, uh, you know, yep. and have been since Tavares left. Like, I mean, please get rid of him. I would love for yep. you to get rid of him. Get him out of there. I mean, they're probably they probably have to go into a fucking mini rebuild, you know. Like yep. with him out of there, they would probably have to go into at least a retooling. I I know we don't like to kind of throw those rewords around, but I mean yep, for yep, sure. Yep. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, but by all means. Okay, I got I got three more I want to okay. throw at you. Rapid fire, because I'm, I'm trying to be I'm trying to I'm trying to give you some curveballs. Okay. Uh, next up, now I understand the context when I say this one, Sheldon Keith. Ooh. If the Toronto Maple Leafs lose in the first round, like, I think his head and Kyle Dubas's roles. Yeah, 100%. If it's a first like, round exit, it 100%, is, they do. You have to get out of the first round if you are the Toronto Maple something's, Leafs. Something's got to shake up, and I think you're right. I think it's those two guys. They have a, they have a decent is, roster. Right, and I don't even think it's it – would, it wouldn't even necessarily be their fault. Right. Like, I don't even think it would be Sheldon Keith. I think Sheldon Keith's done a fine job. But if this team does not get out of the first round, which, I mean, looking at standings right now. Who, I just uh, beat Florida that's, tonight. Okay. That's a pretty good win. Yeah, it's a pretty good win. Uh, I mean, they had Spencer Knight in. but um, uh, and He's been hot, but, yeah, he, he got smoked a little bit tonight. Yeah. Uh, Toronto. Okay, so Toronto. I Shit, man. Like, they're not going so – you know, wild card. Okay, say they go, say they play bad, and they bump down to the wild card. They're playing either Florida or Carolina in the first mm-hmm. round. Okay, I don't, not, I don't like either of those matchups for them. And then, if they stay where they are and they just like duel with Tampa, they're destined to play Tampa. Yeah, and they're destined so for a basi- first round exit. I, I honestly don't think they can beat Tampa. No. Yeah. No, I don't think they yeah. can. I, I, th- I like the, I like the matchup with Carolina a little better. Yeah. A little run and um, gun, but, but yeah, I, uh, Florida. I don't like that with Florida. Even though they beat them today, I think Florida's still the better team. Yeah, over seven games um, for sure. Yeah, over seven games. I think they take that. Uh, plus, Florida was just on a back. Yeah, Florida yeah, just it, played it's yesterday. A different situation. Yeah, Florida. It's a different situation. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the the how stacked that conference is, how the playoff format works which i mean we could talk about another episode um the things are not looking great for toronto right now for that first round like i don't like tampa i don't like florida for them i don't like carolina for them and god forbid somehow with if somehow if the mathematics works out and they have to play fucking boston (laughs) they are fucked there is no like oh that's a guarantee if they play boston in the first round and lose again they're like He's done. So he has done that, or like you give everything up. Like you, like you start building the Maple Leafs just to beat the Boston Bruins. <laughs> bring in some fucking, <laughs> bring in some big old bullies. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I, you literally tried it just – So, okay, so I agree with you there. So would you take Sheldon Keefe as the Detroit Red Wings next coach? Okay. Yes, yeah. I would. I would. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to see what he different, could do. Different, different part uh, – a similar pedigree of Blashill – um, it wasn't a outside hire. Uh, Keith was Keith was brought up from the Marlies, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, uh, it, and the Marlies won a championship. Just you know, Blashill won two with the Griffins. Um, it's you know, it's an accomplished AHL where they earned it and they got bumped up. Um, so similar pedigrees, but I I just think that maybe uh, I don't know those those Calder teams that uh, that Bla- that Blashill had. Um, we're pretty pretty stacked. So, well, and and um, the difference between um, you know someone like that where you know Keith got to go up into Toronto, you know, to a pretty much a stacked team. Same thing with yep. uh, St. Louis and, and Boston a couple years back, where they brought these AHL yep. coaches up to a team that was basically playoff ready, which is you know different yep. than the Blash Hill stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, yep. it'd be, it, I, I, I'm same way. I think Sheldon Keith, I'd, I'd give him a, I'd give him, I'd give him a two year. All right, see what the fuck he can okay. do in two okay. years. So he's so, but but if they lose first round, oh, yeah, I think he's gone. I think Dubas is gone too, especially with this Kyle Davis shit. I agree. Shit. <laughs> I agree. I think I think Toronto, the Toronto fan base would revolt, oh, yeah. and yeah, it would that would any other team. I think there would be calls for patience, uh, but not no, in Toronto. Definitely I think that not. market. Uh, speaking speaking of unreasonably angry fan bases, uh, let's move to Jay Woodcroft. Who the fuck is that? Edmonton Oilers oh, coach. Jesus, I don't even fucking know who they have up there anymore. They got Connor McDavid still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. Um, I believe he is. I believe he is I, there. It, yes. Slightly different situation in the fact that, man, they just. And I mean, I guess you could make the argument that Toronto doesn't really have goaltending either. Oilers announced the hiring of Jay Woodcroft as the 17th head coach in franchise history on February 10th, 2022. Wait, they hired this guy like a month ago? How did I not know Dude, about see, this? I missed that. I knew Tippett was gone, How but did... I, I, I didn't know who they brought. I didn't know the name wow. of the guy. Okay, so this guy's like an interim anyway. Yeah. Like, I would assume so. Um, so they'll be in the market. They'll be in the market. I mean, maybe, sh- I mean... Oh, and he was an AHL call-up, too. Woodcroft was uh, in his fourth season as head coach of the Oilers' AHL affiliate, uh, Bakersfield Condors. There you go. Uh, under his guidance, the Condors had a 105, 71, and 21 record. So That's pretty good. Nearly 500. Um, and captured the Pacific Division playoff champion. Oh, God. Wow, they really churched that up. Captured the Pacific Division playoff championship. Nice. So they won their good division. What a winner. Bakersfield also captured the Pacific Division regular season title, so they had they had they were better than five other teams. <laughs> Congrats! I mean, nice yeah, work. I think I think Edmonton's just going to be in that market. They're just going to be in so that okay. Market. Maybe maybe Jay maybe Jay's too low on the totem pole to worry about. Maybe I guess I don't know. Do you think he could be a sacrificial lamb for Ken Holland? Maybe yeah. Like this is the this is the reason we lost in the first round again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenny Holland is. Because, I mean, man, it can't. It can't be when when they lose in the first round because you you know the Oilers they are going to do something stupid like lose to the Kings in the first round. You know yeah. it. 
Like that's it's it's already foretold. Oh, I hate watching the Kings. I don't think that I that I don't know how that team is in second in the Pacific. I don't think it's any good. <laughs> I watched them. It was no. fucking no. boring hockey. They're the fake. They're the fakest second place team, and they're gonna make the playoffs. And you know what? They're even gonna make the second round because they're gonna fucking draw the Oilers, and the Oilers are going to lose again. Yeah. Because all you have to do in the playoffs is shut down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and then exploit their bad goaltending, right. which they have refused. We saw we saw it in the last Battle of Alberta not, yesterday. Oh, my fuck. Yeah, dude. Nine goals. Calgary runs up the score nine to five. Christ. That's ugly. Like, yeah. they go through two goalies. Like, I, I saw a tweet. Like, it was started with Koskinen. They move him out, and they bring Mike Smith in. And somebody tweeted, like, Bringing Mike Smith has never settled a game. Like bringing in Mike Smith has never settled a game before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you never bring in Mike's. If you're bringing in Mike Smith to settle the game down, you have roster problems, oh, dude. Honestly, yeah. This game's getting out of hand. We got to bring in Mike. Smith. Oh yeah, perfect. This is we're turning this baby around. <laughs> this shit's going the opposite direction. <laughs> oh man, holy uh, fuck. Yeah. So okay. Real quick, I know we're kind of running up on time here. Um, I got, I got one more, okay. one more. It's, it's the I saved it for last. Pete DeBoer. Why? Seriously, did I write this shit down? I was, I was, I was just about to ask you the exact same one. No shit, yeah. really. Um, yeah, Pete DeBoer is my last one because, and look, if this was any other franchise, I would say no. I think that that Pete DeBoer has done decent. That this team has been injured all year, and I think his his you know, guy's pedigree shows that he can get it done. He just necessarily hasn't gone all the way. Uh, but, but, but this is the Vegas Golden Knights where they literally fired Gallant when they dipped out of the playoffs for a hot second. I know, isn't that ridiculous? It's I can't. I'm not saying that DeBoer has done a bad job, but Gallant did not deserve to get fired. No, 100%. He didn't get, deserve to get fired. That's a great pickup by the Rangers, too. I'd done that in a heartbeat. Oh, well, let's look at... I mean, we just talked about it in the last episode. The fucking Rangers are in a comfortable playoff oh, yeah. position. Yeah. Probably won't make it out of the first round, but... It's I experience mean, for that pretty, young team, though. Like, that's... It's perfect. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good for for a lot of people. I... I honestly, I think early on we would have we would have put the Islanders hundred percent. Yep. Um, so with DeBoer, I, you know I've how I feel about him. I've always he's just been ho fucking hum what's, for me. What's worse? What's worse? Does he miss the play? If he misses the playoffs, does he get fired? Or if they make the playoffs and it's a first round exit? If he has the full roster, how we think it should be, and they do get into the playoffs and. They lose in the first round. I think his seat is hotter than if they miss the playoffs. Okay, and I think okay. I think that's because of what you brought up—the injuries. Like they they they've hit the bug big time. So you know, getting into the playoffs, I think shows honestly more. Uh, you know, if they were to if they were able to get in, I think that that honestly would bump him up a peg for me because I think that'd be pr- slightly impressive. I think they still have a pretty damn good team even with some injuries out. Um, but if they get into the first round with all their guys back, you know, you got Stone, Pacioretty, and Eichel on the line, or, you know, whatever they find that works, right? If you have those, you know, those three guys, plus you still have the misfit line intact somehow, and they get bounced in the first round, which they're playing, they're going to play Calgary or Colorado, which that fucking sucks. 
So there's a very good chance that they could. I think his seat is hotter than if they miss because you can go, ah, well, injuries, right? Next year he'll he, next year will be better, right? I I almost think it's hotter with a first round exit, um, mm. which is which is interesting because they did they you know they they were able to battle the injuries and get into the playoffs, but um, I I still think I think Dallas squeaks them out, so I think they do miss the playoffs, but. Um, yeah, so I think DeBoer is still safe. I honestly, in reality, even mm-hmm. with a first round exit, I don't think they get rid of him. But it, I guess it just depends on the head coach market, right? If there's a good market for head coaches, there, there, there is a one other option here where I think it's an immediate firing of DeBoer. You ready okay. for it? They get past the first round somehow. Okay, it's Vegas is. I mean, with how they're playing right now, like if if they can claw their way back into the top three Pacific, I think they're better. They're in a better position to make the second round than if they stay in the wild card. Mm-hmm. If they stay in the wild card and they draw Calgary or Colorado, uh, if, if they have, if they're fully healthy, okay. Yeah, it's a bit I'll more of a battle, but there it's a bit more of a battle. It's a little more of a coin toss, like maybe like 60, 40. Um, but if they go in and in, injured in any way, like if, if fucking Logan Thompson or Brassois is your starting goaltender, you're oh, you're I didn't, you know who it was. I just looked at this. They they have their tendies right now are Logan Thompson and Yuri Patera. Who the fuck Great. is that, dude? No <laughs> fucking clue. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the scenario which I see, which it would only it would only be able to happen in the second round, but if they meet Minnesota, mm. and if Flurry if Flurry's team bounces Vegas, that team that. That ownership team is so prideful, they will fucking go scorched earth. Just fucking sell everyone but Eichel off. Pretty much. Like, they are fucking, like, that's the level of, like... Petty. Even though, even though, yeah, even though they're the dicks. Even though they're the ones that treated Flurry like shit and don't give him the credit that he deserves and all that... They would still they'd be like, Well, we, we can't lose to Marc Andre Fleury. We just lost to Marc Andre Fleury. Let's whose head is rolling. Right. You just how dare because they would blame the coach right. then. They'd be like, Look, you just made the front office look Bad. terrible. Huh. Like you just if if Marc Andre Fleury comes back to Vegas with another team and beats them, it's like it's it, that makes it is the ultimate like the the circle is complete. Like it, it, everything is in the, it, like, it's already, it's already shown to be a bad move. Like they've like, just in terms of trades and value, like they literally gave away a Vesna winning goaltender for nothing. And then with the whole Dadnov situation, like it's already obvious that they fucked up. This would be the crown. This would be the cherry on top of the complete mishandling of the flurry situation. If he comes in with a new team and bounces them in the playoffs, it will make it, Front office leadership will be embarrassed, and they'll have to make heads roll. That's all I want now. I, me too. Me too. As somebody who has been a Vegas fan, yeah. yes. That that would be the one situation where I would root against Vegas in the. Well, I don't know. Right now, I've been I've been kind of soft lately on on my feelings for teams. Like usually, usually I have my fierce devotion, but like. Wells, I would be really happy if the Calgary Flames won. Like, like good for the people of Calgary, you know. <laughs> like, I'm getting soft, maybe that or that or I'm really hungover still, and I'm not able to like feel strong emotions. God, you're just but, getting starry-eyed over there, huh? Yeah, I like you know the 
the folks at Calgary, they've gone through a lot. The Saddledome's shit. Like, that team has been mediocre for a long time, and they haven't had a cup since fucking that one dude with the amazing mustache won it in the late 80s or something. Oh, God, you're gonna... That's gonna bug me now. I know who you're... I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the dude with the amazing mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. I honestly, like... I, I don't mind Calgary. I, I I would prefer Colorado out of the West just because uh two two of two good ducks are over there now. Colorado's got a cup in the last twenty sure, years. But I also got into it with a Calgary fan at a fucking Phoenix Coyotes game like three sure, years ago. So sure. I I I like looking at like just staring at these teams, like I don't know. Colorado may, maybe there's some like inherent bias from my Red Wings days. Well, that's fair. Um yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so there there might be a little bit, even though that rivalry is very dead. Um, Minnesota, I would love for Minnesota to take home a cup. Like we you, we talked about this on the show. Like I always feel bad for Minnesota fans. Like like I want to pat them on the back. Like they're there. Like one day, one day, you know, like one day your team will not be boring and they will be relevant. And I, they that that Minnesota has a very fervent fan base. They're one of the like Minnesota's never been elite mm-hmm. you know they've had they've had good teams over the years um but they you know more often than not they've been middling they've right. been you know they leak into the playoffs and they they get bounced in the first round like yeah, i wouldn't mind that. always been that way for it's been a long time like i i i think that it would be a the cup going to minnesota would be a great thing for hockey and those fans could finally be rewarded because like i said they're you know florida panthers like they're fucking they're gonna run they might get the president's trophy and they still can't fill their fucking building yeah that's sad honestly like i'm Um, not a minnesota fan um but with flurry on that team i'm not either with with flurry on that team sure i I, i'll give them a cup i'd accept i'm not a minnesota fan either i i just i just i think that that's a franchise that 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 i would be okay with a cup going to you know like pretty Pretty much, honestly, as long like I, I I like when the game spreads out. Like honestly, I think a Florida Panthers Cup is fantastic in yeah. my opinion. Um, that's a franchise that also you know the the few fans that they do have, they've been very loyal over a lot of years of mediocrity. You want to keep the cup in Florida, huh? Uh no, 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 <laughs> because I, I do not want the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. Fuck the Tampa okay. Bay Lightning. Uh. No, I'm I'm happy that Stamkos has his cup now, but uh, now he can fucking fuck mm. off with his hip injury and coast into retirement. Well, he's already there. He's in Tampa. Okay, well, he can fucking get himself a condo on the beach or his mansion or whatever the fuck and fuck okay. right off because I am I am done uh, being okay with the tent. I always had to be okay with him because we're from the Pacific Northwest, so I've got to like Tyler Johnson. And that's that's fine. I like Tyler Johnson's a great hockey player, um, but like as a Red Wings fan, they just beat they kick the shit of my Red Wings all the time. <laughs> so it's a vendetta kind <laughs> of thing. And it makes it re- yeah yeah it's personal <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fair yeah it's definitely personal <laughs> yeah um yeah pretty much pretty much uh, like the Rangers I think that'd be fun that'd oh, be, that's a good that'd one. be fucking I like that one yeah uh, Canes I'd be totally okay with that too. Um, yeah, it you know like I like I like when those those fucking for some even though they don't deserve it, L.A. would be fucking funny. Uh, They're not no going thanks. to, but 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, rest assured, they're not no, going to. They're, they're they'll they'll hard, they'll get to the second. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They're they're. I mean, they're, they're going above and beyond. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's going to be an interesting playoffs for sure. Uh, the East is going to be much more crazier it's than West. Be a battle. Yeah. The e- the East that like every series in the East is going to be fun yeah. to watch. Like if the play if the playoffs start today. Florida takes on Washington. Uh, Boston takes on Carolina. Tampa takes on Toronto, and Pittsburgh takes on New York. So the those are all really the good. The only series. thing I don't like about that, if they if they started today, there's not really rivalries though, you know. No, no, and we, and like I and remember, like while while all those playoff teams are every team that I just said is set, like they're locked in. None of them are losing the. The, the closest team to Washington at the lowest wild card spot is Columbus with 69 points and Washington has 84. Yeah. Like the the playoff teams are set. They're just jockeying for position right now. So we've got a long ways to go. Like the only, there's only one point difference between Tampa and Toronto, uh, a three point difference between Pittsburgh and Carolina, uh, a two point different, three point difference between Boston and Washington. Like everybody's, everybody's separated by no more than the only one that's like away from everybody is Florida. Right. And they're only what would that be? That'd be six points from Tampa. Hmm. So, um, Nick, it's not. It's it's the, the jockeying definitely can change. The the orders can definitely right. change up. Um, I think it's just you know, yes, in a perfect, yes, in a perfect world, we want Boston playing Toronto. We want Florida playing right. Tampa. Um, we want Washington playing Pittsburgh, and then we'll settle with a boring Carolina New York Rain, New York Rangers Ugh. series. Like yes, we want all of those. It just uh, won't happen. We might, well, we might get lucky to get one, one of those. Of them, you know, we might get one of them. So we'll I want to bring something up real quick, just because I I want to pat yep. myself on the back for having some sort of a memory. It was like, many many beers as I've had and you know all that shit in my life. Adam Fox did get traded from Carolina to the Rangers in the postseason. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I that was, this is like three years ago. Uh, let's see. Was Carolina in the playoffs? April thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. Maybe that's not quite the playoffs. Either way, it was right around playoff time, and the yeah, they tra- no, it wasn't the playoff. It was after the deadline. Yeah. So it was clear. Yeah, clearly after the deadline. But he like Fox was getting off, getting done with Harvard, and so I re- I think I remember yeah. this trade. So because because they got a they got a decent piece. Who was who was it they got from uh, the Rangers? Just a s- second round pick and what? a conditional third. Yeah, dude. And Adam Fox is a I fucking thought the, stud. Didn't the, right. Well, didn't the Carolina Hurricanes do a? They did another trade with the Rangers, like a big Maybe. one. Wasn't it for it was for fucking Kreider? No, not no. Kreider. Um. Fuck, there was they, they they got somebody from well, maybe it was Florida. I don't remember. Mm. Anyway, okay, well, good good for you. Yeah. Good memory. Uh, you still got it up there. God, I fucking question it sometimes. I can remember, God, but I can remember I'm, that shit. But then I forget my car keys as I'm like getting into my yep. car. Yeah, yep. yeah classic life. Yeah. How it is. All right, you ready to wrap this yeah, up? Let's do it. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, this is this is a good good uh, pat ourselves on the back moment. We're gonna we're gonna have an episode back to back weeks. It's pretty what good for the us. Fuck, dude. 
Yeah, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be trying to do that uh, a little more consistently, and we're even we're even writing some shit now. Yeah, well, we're attempting um, to. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Like, not not necessarily ready to give up. you a URL yeah, right don't now. Get your hopes up. Yeah, but <laughs> right. Yeah, like don't don't be like I can't wait to read your guys' skill. Well, it's uh, Monday. Yeah, it's it might it might it still still might not happen, but uh, it's we're we're closer than we've ever been on it, go. so that might happen. Way to stay well. positive, chance. Yeah, absolutely. All right, on that positive note, let's get it. All right, hashtag Team Paper. Hashtag Team Rock. All right. God damn it.